Radio, Brad Snipes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary on this Monday afternoon. Doug, I, I can't even believe it. It's December 12th. I know. And, uh, you know, officially tomorrow is when my kind of Christmas, um, I don't know, I call it uh, two-week period of Christmas. I think we're about two weeks out. Yeah. And I leave tomorrow to go up to Chicago to uh, to escort <laughs> escort my mother-in-law from chicago down to florida a yearly thing right? it is and it started a few few years ago after my wife's dad passed away so every christmas they would i used to, i used to catch a lot of grief from my father-in-law because <clears throat> obviously with five kids it's not just super easy hey let's just pack up and go to chicago or even go to texas for that matter uh where i'm from and uh but after he passed away, they would always come down and, and spend Christmas with us here mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. And then they would go down to uh, Naples um, and spend three months there. Mm-hmm. Nice nice little getaway there. Anyway, they'd go down and spend about three months down there. And, uh, and then they would drive back up, spend a few weeks with us in Jacksonville, then go back to Chicago for, for the uh, spring and summer. Well, when he passed... I decided she still wanted to come down, but I didn't want her driving down by herself. So I decided I would fly up. I would help pack up her things, get her house kind of winterized, and then get on the road with her, drive to Nashville, spend a couple of days there, then come down here. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting. And, Doug, you know this because you you have been such a blessing, I know you and Lori, to Lori's mom Mm. over the years. And how, how sweet that is that God gives us that opportunity. So I'm going to get to spend a, a good amount of time just one-on-one with my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Well, um, it is it is the right thing to do to honor your parents, your in-laws, your parents. Um, you know, the Bible is very clear about that. And, um, you know, it, it's a privilege to be able to to do that i I mean it it should never be a burden for the people that that cared for you or your spouse i mean like that that should be something that uh, as god's people especially we honor those Mm. uh that have gone before us i was thinking you know the other day and i told my mom and dad this and I, i i know they listen they don't get to listen every day but they try to and you know uh i'm i'm told them how grateful i am for them pointing me to Jesus and pointing me at a young age to the fact that the most important thing about my existence is to be in a relationship with the one true living God. Yeah. Now they, 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 they may not have had all the information you or I have, but in their time, the way they were taught, they did Mm. that. And it, it, I'm just forever grateful because just coming back from Israel and realizing um, how few people really walk that ancient path mm. and really, you know, Brad, when we were over there, and I didn't share this last week, but when we were at the Wailing Wall, there was a guy 
uh, the the Western Wall. The, they call it the Wailing Wall, but the Western Wall. Um, there was a guy standing there in the midst of the court before you go up to the wall, and he was spewing blasphemous things about Jesus really? and how how Jesus was a renegade. He mm. was not real. I mean, he was not a good guy. I mean, just really blasphemous things about the Son of God. And we're just sitting there watching him, and and they don't say anything to him because they're okay with that, right? If, if I stood up there proclaiming Jesus as the one true living God, there's no way to the Father except yeah. through Him. They would have escorted oh, me out uh, there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the being over there, um, and just there's something about it. When I came back, and and for the last week, just being reminded as I read the Word, what a gift we have in the Bible. What a gift we have if you've you've the people that have pointed you to the one true living God and we should this is a time of year I think for us to to express gratitude to those people you know and you last week uh, for those who may have missed some of the broadcast last week we were in Acts chapter 19 which we'll be in again this week but specifically talking about those gap fillers those those people in your life who have filled in gaps in your faith and in your walk with Christ. And and to kind of go back to your point, you know, it certainly wasn't, I was going to say, oftentimes you and I come in here, I mean, obviously we have a text we're looking at, but sometimes we're just kind of talking. And, uh, and as I was thinking, as you were just sharing, whether it was your mother-in-law or your parents or whatever, what a, I don't think there's anything more, uh, I was going to say, I don't think there's a greater gift we can give to our parents mm-hmm. if they're still alive than to recognize what they did for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I listen, I, I understand there are people listening who didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who did that have that experience, mm-hmm. do it now. Do something to honor your parents or a, a uncle or an aunt or a grandparent, something that they gave of themselves to help point you in the direction of truth. And so, you know, many years ago, Doug, it, maybe it was after I, Vic and I had had uh, teenagers, <laughs> I, I felt led to write my parents a letter. And I wrote them a letter because I think it was just the reality of raising teenagers that I realized what a rough teenager I probably was mm. and to be able to write them and honor them and say, thank you. And, uh, you know, what is it that we could do for our parents who are still around to mm. honor them? And, you know, a, 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 I don't know about you, but my, my parents, uh, which I only have my dad left, mm. he didn't need anything. <laughs> There's nothing I can go to target and buy for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's one thing I can do to honor him and that's to let him know how special he is and has been in my life. Mm. Well, we both are blessed with, with parents that love the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I'm just so thankful. And so, uh, mom and dad, if you are listening, thank y'all again, just for, for pointing me to Jesus and, and dad getting up all those mornings when I was in junior high and high school and getting us up at six thirty and just reading the Bible to us. Yeah. I mean, and for not beating you when you yeah. needed to be beaten. Well, he you know? did beat me. No, he beat me. He beat me. He yeah. beat, beat I was me. Gonna say, right. my, my, my dad spared 
did not spare the rod on me. No, there was, <laughs> and no, I'm thankful for that. No, now. no, no sparing <laughs> on the rod. Um, you know, Brad, we we did not get into this, um, <laughs> but uh, I've had several people ask me, so I want to take a moment here before we go to our first break about this whole uh, prisoner swap on Brittany Griner. Mm. And, you know, Brittany Griner went to Russia along with there's 40-something Americans over there right now playing, uh, I think, uh, either basketball or hockey. There are Americans who are over mm-hmm. there playing mm-hmm. and getting paid. They're over there, even though the State Department has warned people not to go over there. And And they go over there at their own risk. But now... What just happened, it was awful. Listen, I'm glad she's back. I would wish that on nobody, what she went through. But she went over there understanding that there was a great risk in going over there. And not only that, she she apparently had paraphernalia or marijuana, whatever it is, over there. And they arrested her. <coughs> and, you know, when you go over to another country... You always take a risk, first of all. I don't care who you are. You don't have the same rights in any other country that you have here. You go over there, and and, and any government at any time can choose to do whatever they want to do. You're outside the bounds of your constitutional rights. Yeah. You have no constitutional <clears throat> rights anywhere right, else. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that they can they can mistreat you. There, there hopefully would be repercussions, but the bottom line is um, – what happened over this thing? I, I, I was really upset about a couple of things that were said. One, the White House spokesperson said that Brittany's more than an athlete. She's more than an Olympian. She's an important role model and inspiration to millions, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. This was what came out of the mm. spokesperson's mouth. <clears throat> So we're not just talking about somebody who has the image of God, which she does as a human being. So the value of Brittany Griner's life is that she's an image bearer of God, even though she may not be bearing that image in some of her choices. But that really bothered me because a lot of people feel that the only reason she came back, the only reason they lobbied that way is because of those issues. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't lobby for Paul Whalen, the Marine who was over there. You know, there, there right. was talk of that guy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and so somebody called me and said, what do you do with that? Well, what we do with it is we can't expect our Hellenistic Greek world view yeah. Yeah. Uh, to to buy into our values anymore they're they're way beyond that absolutely and so we as believers one we value the fact that that she was rescued because she's an image bearer of god but we don't celebrate her as a role model she's not a role model yeah yeah you know and and nobody who goes against god's values in any way is a role model right you know you 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 basically we as believers we don't affirm that yeah. And and anyway, any and any more than we would affirm somebody's gender dysphoria as being an affirming thing, <clears throat> yeah, you know? Exactly. It's just not. We lift up those who walk in the ancient paths 
those are the role models, the Ben Carsons, yeah. Yeah. those kind of guys. Yeah. You exactly. Know? So. Exactly. Glad you mentioned that. Our phone lines will be open this afternoon. Uh, if you want to call in, the number is 844-777-SWAT, 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots as the wish of Bonnie and Ben. Hey, uh, you know, let's try that one. There, there we go. There we go. Yeah, sorry about that. I was uh, so into the music, I picked up the wrong mic. But uh, welcome back to SWAT Radio this week. Uh, we're going to be in Acts uh, 19, and uh, we're glad you have tuned in. If you have any comments or questions and you want to join the uh, the program, that number is eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. I was having lunch today, Doug, with a, a ministry brother, and uh, he was somewhat familiar with SWAT radio, and but he said, "Well, tell tell me more about that." And so I ended up kind of sharing a little bit about that. And uh, anyway, he the first when I told him it's it's an actual live broadcast that people can call into. Yeah, and uh, and he said, "Ooh, that sounds interesting." <laughs> Well, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. Uh, well, I don't that. know that there is another one quite like what we're doing, where you know you're expositing the word, and then we're opening it up to conversation. People can people can call and ask, or yeah. they can send comments. And by the way, Jeremy, I want to apologize. Jeremy sent a comment in on Friday. I think it was Friday, or it may have been uh, Wednesday. This was, Jeremy? Was, yeah, this Jeremy oh, right there. In fact, we were talking about uh, about a. Uh, pastor very well-known pastor who basically said you need to detach from the old testament mm-hmm. and jeremy had sent a comment into uh about that saying that matthew five seventeen is a good scripture and matthew five seventeen is where he basically says hey i didn't come to abolish the law mm-hmm. and do away with the torah yeah 
you know, yeah. I came to fulfill it. And uh, I appreciate that, that you did that. And I'm just so glad, Jeremy, you do such a good job. I'm so glad you're here. Jeremy uh, just came on not too long ago, but I've just really enjoyed having you here. And the fact that you sent that, I was sitting there going, that's awesome. Thank you so much for one, paying attention over there in the sound booth, not just to the quality of what we're doing, but to the content as well, and, uh, hey, Jeremy, and offering input. Jeremy, do you have a mic there? Oh, come on now. Well, he's got a you, mic. You he the, just ain't use it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I got you. Okay, that's going to be our request yeah. going forward. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when we first got started, Doug, uh, six oh, years ago? Yeah, uh, Chris was in studio. Yeah, Chris would say stuff all the time. Oh, yeah, huh? he jumped in all the time. And, uh, of course, we would give him a hard time throughout yeah. the day throughout the broadcast you know we, we have to kind of look through see jeremy through the glass but thankful for you brother yeah well you know <clears throat> um it is uh it is a great time of year for us to be thinking about spreading the gospel and this week we're looking at acts nineteen twenty one through 41 we're finishing up really chapter 19 of acts and we're talking about the triumph of God's word, how the word of the Lord is the term used in Acts nineteen twenty. How the word continued to increase and prevail mightily, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and God's word throughout time it prevails. Yes, and people have tried to stamp it out. In fact, I was having a conversation this morning. I love when God brings divine appointments. You just, you're stretching at the Y and somebody comes up and they start talking to you and you just say, yeah, I just got back from Israel. Really, I've always wanted to go to Israel. And then you just start having a conversation back and forth. But God opened a door to talk about how his unfolding plan continues and his word, the fact that we hold his word in our hands comes at the expense of of a lot of lives, mm-hmm. a lot of pain and suffering, yeah. Paul being one of the guys who suffered greatly to get that word to Rome, which ultimately now we have a copy mm-hmm. of it and we can read it. And as we look at this particular text this week, Acts nineteen twenty one through 41, uh, just a quick review of what we covered uh, last time in the first part of uh, Acts, we're in the city of Ephesus. Now, most of us don't think too much about Ephesus. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you do, Brad. I mean, we just don't think about it. But Acts nineteen, Acts 18, <coughs> 19, 20, three whole chapters or three pretty long sections of this letter that Luke wrote to Theophilus deals with the church at Ephesus. And Ephesus was one of the four great cities of this time period, about 50 A.D., right, Mm -hmm. Uh, 50 to 60 A.D., Rome, Corinth, Alexandria, and Ephesus. Now, most of us have heard of Rome, obviously, because the Roman Empire, Alexandria because of the Greek Empire. But the other two cities, Corinth and Ephesus, were two major cities that Paul planted churches in. And God continued to unfold his plan moving westward from Jerusalem. Because what did he say in Acts 1-8? I will plant my church. It will start in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And so moving westward, Ephesus was a key city. 
And Paul, if you go back and look, he basically like drew a line from Antioch to Rome Mm -hmm. and the major cities along that route he hit in hopes that they would filter out. And Ephesus hosted one of the seven wonders of the world, the Temple of Artemis, the pre-Greek name of Diana, which Mm -hmm. was the the, kind of the Roman name. And what happened is a, a meteorite fell from the sky to the earth. The people go, wow, the gods came down and... And they looked at it, and to be honest with you, it looked like the breast of a woman or it looked like two bull gonads. You take your pick. <laughs> but they called it the temple. I got that from Tommy Nelson. That's uh, yeah, what he said. That sounds like a T. Nelson deal. But anyway, um, and he said, I wouldn't joke about something like that. You know? <laughs> but anyway, Ephesus was known for that temple and magic. And remember, mm. last time we uh, covered the first part, we looked at how all the people repented, they burned their magic books, a lot of books that and, and incantations. And this is Paul's third missionary journey. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, we've seen people who have gaps. They have gaps that need to be filled in. And, and so um, Paul encounters, or actually Priscilla and Aquila encountered Apollos, who was a believer but he had not been baptized in the name of Jesus yet. He was baptized in uh, the baptism of John, and he knew about Jesus, but he didn't know about the resurrection and all the baptism in mm-hmm. his name and, and the permanent indwelling Holy Spirit. So they educated him. And then in the first part of 19, we saw these 12 disciples that needed gaps. These 12 disciples weren't believers they didn't even have the Holy Spirit. And so Paul educated them, and he filled in the gaps. And um, this is why Paul's first or his third journey is so important. He literally went back to Ephesus and stayed there for three years, building into these guys. His ministry starts winding down, and we see these 12 followers of John the Baptist who weren't believers. And remember, we looked at two types of faith, Jesus and everything else, two messages, which was Jesus' way or man's way, and then two sources of power, God or Satan. And that key verse was verse 20, the word of the Lord increased and prevailed mightily. And and we saw that God used Paul to bring these 12 into the kingdom. They went from the womb to birth, yeah. and then he used those 12 to plant the churches of Pergamum, Sardis, Thyatira, Philadelphia, uh, the the seven churches we read about in Revelation mm-hmm. were were started by these twelve. Gotcha. And so, what's amazing is if you go and read those, and Ephesus was one of those churches, by the way. If you go read that, what did he say to the church at Ephesus? I have this against you: you've left your first love. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, they got off track, and but he said if you repent and come back and conquer then you will have you'll be there in the kingdom and you know what Brad I I never really noticed when I was reading in revelation all seven churches everyone talks about conquering at the end if you conquer if you conquer overcome yeah overcome or conquer <clears throat> right well we know that you can't overcome if you don't have Jesus. Right. And so we're not talking about a human effort to overcome. We're talking about 
really having a true relationship with the living God. And, and so if that happens in your life, if you have that relationship based on Jesus, you're going to see how God's word, the word of the Lord is the way it's phrased here in verse 20, triumphs over false religion. It triumphs over false worship and it triumphs over false witnesses against you. People that bring charges against you. That doesn't mean you won't suffer. It doesn't mean that you won't be persecuted, but God's word will prevail mightily just like it is. And we're going to look at those this week. Today, we're going to look primarily at this issue of the false religion, how God's word brings shalom, peace, and not chaos. False religion always brings chaos. It may be guised in some kind of temporary happiness that you feel, and but it ultimately will leave you empty. And that's what we're going to look in these first few verses, verses 21 to 27. So, um, you know, you can, when we come back, I want to have you read that, verses 21 to 27. And I, I want to share how... It triumphs over false religion. And I want people, while we're going to the break, we're going to go to the break in just a second, to think about Genesis 1, uh, verse 2, where it says, In the beginning the earth was empty or formless and void. void." That Hebrew phrase is tohu, T-O-H-U, vavohu, V-A-V-O-H-U. Tohu, vavohu means chaos emptiness and i mean nothingness and what did god say in genesis 3 he spoke light into that darkness and chaos and he wants us to do the same thing how do we do that the reason paul could do it in ephesus is he spoke the word yeah he's proclaiming the excellencies yes of him who called us out of darkness and into light yeah i said first peter Peter 2 9 9, 9, yeah yeah Well, okay, we'll touch on that when we come back. Uh, We're going to take a a break for national news. Again, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio today. We'd love to hear from you during our final segment today. The number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. If you're unable to call, we still want to hear from you, so feel free to email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue to discuss this uh, topic of peace. Shalom.
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you joined uh, Doug and I this afternoon. We're walking through Acts 19, verse 21 to 27, discussing this uh, <clears throat> shalom aspect that uh, the, uh, the, the gospel, the true gospel brings peace. Yeah. The false gospel brings chaos. Yeah, the false religion will always bring chaos. And, you know, God's word brings shalom. And uh, had you ever heard that word tohu vavohu? I had not. Yeah, right. I had not. To- tohu vavohu is, is mentioned three times in Scripture. It's in Genesis 1, Jeremiah 4, and Isaiah 34. In Genesis, or Jeremiah 4, it's kind of a restatement of Genesis 1, but over in Isaiah 34, 11, the word is trans, or phrase is translated empty. And think about all these people uh, in Ephesus buying little silver shrines to Diana or Artemis. And what they do is remember uh Artemis was kind of like the queen of all idols. She was the goddess of fertility. And back then, unlike in our modern times, people wanted rain all the time. They wanted that that was good for the crops Mm -hmm. and that meant money for them. But back then, you know, they, they had to look to the gods or the idols to provide that. And if, if they felt like a God was upset with them or they offended a God, maybe they would withhold the rain or a drought would come. And so Paul is moving from Jerusalem, west, I'm sorry, from Antioch westward toward Rome. And as he's moving, you know, he's going through Macedonia, Achaia, and all these key cities and in fact, Brad, why don't you read verse 21 through 27, and yep. let's just unpack this first part, yep. how the word triumphs over false religion. Yep, Acts 19, beginning in verse 21. Now, after these events, Paul resolved in the Spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way. For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth, and you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that God, that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is danger not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be disposed from her magnificence, she whom all Asia and the world worship. So this goddess was worshipped in 33 countries at this time. This was a big business. Mm -hmm. And so going back, let's just look at each verse real quick. Verse 21, 
it says after these events, after what events, when everybody started selling their magic books, right? Yeah. People yeah. were being converted. Radical. Yeah. Paul says, this is amazing. And, and being led by the spirit, he says, I'm going to go back through Macedonia, which was Philippi. I mean, that was the big church there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Achaia going through Corinth to Jerusalem. Now, why was Paul going back to Jerusalem? Why was he sending Timothy? You read in verse 22 that he sent Timothy and Erastus. Well, you have if you go back to the letter he wrote to the Corinthians, in verse 9, 2 Corinthians 9, 1, it says, Now it is superfluous for me to write you about the ministry for the saints, for I know your readiness, of which I boast about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers, who? Timothy and Erastus, so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter, so that you may be ready as I said you would be. So Paul had been bragging bragging about the church at Corinth, Hmm. and he's sending Timothy and Erastus to go ahead of him to do what? Well, if you go to Romans, where he wrote the Romans, in uh, Romans 15, 25, he says, at present, I'm going to Jerusalem bringing aid to the saints. So he tells us there, He's taking money to the church in Jerusalem. He says, for Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contributions from the for the poor among the saints. So he tells us, and this is what I love about the scriptures. The scripture authenticates the scripture. Yeah. You just but so often we read Romans and we're through Romans. Yeah. We don't connect it to what's going on. And Acts is a narrative of what's happening. And we can see in the other letters that he writes to Corinth or Romans what's really happening, right? There's an overlap, is what you there say. There is, yeah. yeah. And 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 verse, uh, if you go to uh, verse uh, sixteen, I'm sorry, First Corinthians sixteen, verse eight, Paul says, "But I will stay in Ephesus," which he does, right? He mm-hmm. sends him on <clears throat> until Pentecost, for a wide door of effective work has opened to me. And there are many adversaries. Well, who was the adversaries? Demetrius. (laughs) And so he goes, when Timothy comes, because we just read, he sent Timothy, see that you put him at ease among you, for he's doing the work of the Lord as I am. So why would Paul have to tell them to put Timothy at ease? Because he's young and he's asking for money. He's coming to take money to to give to Paul to go to Jerusalem. And so Paul's saying, hey, just treat him kindly. He's there representing me. Now, why did Paul not ask when he came? Well, Paul says, I don't want to force anybody to give. Think of the pressure if Paul himself was asking. So he goes, no, I'm sending Timothy on ahead. You give or don't give, be a cheerful giver, right? Do whatever your heart leads to do. So different from today, isn't it? (laughs) how we do today and, and, and to church. But that's really what's going on in 21 and 22. Now, 23 through 27 is about this persecution that starts. Why? All because of money, Brad. Yeah. It's money. It's Demetrius saying, hey, we can't. They, people aren't buying our silver shrines anymore because Paul's persuading them mm-hmm. that, that there is no God that's made with human hands. And so they're buying into it. And why were the people, the people, just going back real quick, like I talked about earlier, the Baals, the Asherahs, the Dianas, those people were praying, hoping that they would 
convince them to bring rain for the crops. But what about God's people? What about God's people? We The way that is talked about in verse 23 is the way of Jesus, a monotheistic belief that says there's one living God. There's no way through him, to him except through Jesus. We don't worship idols. We don't worship. I mean, there's admonitions all throughout the Old and New Testament about idol worship. And so there's this, it's almost like what you're seeing here is Elijah and the prophets of Baal with Paul and and really the shrines of Demetrius, except he's not just being, you know, calling down fire. Mm-hmm. Paul's just preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. He's preaching the good news. People are repenting. And Demetrius was kind of like the leader of the Silver Guild. <laughs> he was you know, the head of the union, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> but what did they do, Brad? Think about it. They're selling these trinkets to people to pray to these little shrines. Yep. And they're preying on their fears. Does that bring chaos or peace? Think about that. That'll bring some chaos. Yeah. So think about it. Do we have people today that try to sell people articles, trinkets, even in the name of Jesus? Mm. Uh, You know what? If you send in your $1,000 seed money, we'll send you a handkerchief. We'll send you a, a thing of holy anointing oil. We'll send you water from the from the Jordan River. We'll send you blah, blah, whatever they say. It's the same thing. You can use the name of Jesus and still be selling an idol yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And, and, and the reason they were upset is just like in Acts chapter 16, when Paul cast that demon out of that girl, that their owners were upset because there's no more profit. With yeah. Demetrius <clears throat> going, we're not going to have any money. So the real God is not Artemis even. The real God for them was money is manna. Yeah. Is that a yeah. problem for us today? Oh, you think? Yeah. It's an idol. Hey, Tim Keller in his book, you know, the, the counterfeit gods talks about that yeah. as well as other things. Listen, an idol can be your family. It can be, you can falsely worship a lot of things, right? But, but the word of the Lord, if you, I listen, if you're listening to our voice, either in podcast or live, if you will devote time to the word of the Lord, I promise you will see God will will open up. Now, you may not choose to follow it, but you will see a contrast. Yeah. You will see a contrast yeah. <clears throat> because God throughout time has distinguished himself as the one true living God. He is the God who delivers his people. He's the God who provides for his people and and. Israel today, Brad, sits as a testimony of of the goodness of God that that space he put his name on and and he has preserved it. Think about it. That's amazing. Surrounded by all these hostile countries that want to wipe them off the map. But God says, no, this is my my space. And I'll preserve it. Yeah. I was thinking about it, and we're going to take a break, but uh, in verse 20, so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily that idea that as we as the word is advancing it is prevailing it will prevail because Mm -hmm. it's it promises it won't return void Mm -hmm. and it's the idea that as we're obedient to it the word will continue to advance yeah so uh, i know we're going to come back after the break uh when we come back we'd love to take your calls a number to call is 844-777 7928. That's 844 777 SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, 
email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's A-S-K at swatradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com Oh, holy night The stars are brightly shining It is the night of our dear Savior's birth Long lay the world in sin and error And the soul felt its worth. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Merry Christmas. For those who are new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. This broadcast is made possible by the generous donations, and I mean generous, of listeners like you, corporate sponsors, who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you are interested in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWAT Radio. Dot com. You can click on the SWAT meetings tab and you'll see the various locations that we meet for Bible study. We would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT radio, if you've listened to the breaks, you hear about uh, various companies that are supporting us. Click on the support tab on that SWATradio.com website for further information. Our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day. We'd love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. You know, Brad, you mentioned 1 Peter 2, 9 earlier. And one of the things that is, I love that verse. That's that's really one of our mission verses. Uh, Exodus 19 and 1 Peter 2, 9, they're very parallel. They're, uh, Moses, Exodus 19 was when Moses got the law and he says, you know, God says, listen, you're a chosen priesthood yeah and first peter 2 9 picks up that you're a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into light um and paul was proclaiming in the midst of this darkness that hey god's 
that are made by human hands can't, by definition, be outside of humanity. <laughs> right. Right? So he was proclaiming truth. Do we see that in our culture, that people try to define truth apart from God and his word? When you go beyond God and his word to declare truth spiritually, you you are stepping into chaos. You're stepping into darkness. Um, it, it is idolatry. Anything, any truth spiritually apart from the Bible is idolatry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and God's word from Genesis to Revelation points to his unfolding plan that Messiah would be Yeshua. And he's coming as the Messiah to redeem a people for himself that would proclaim that. And Paul puts that into action. And what we see is the word of the Lord held up against shrines, silver shrines Hmm. made by hands. And Paul was turning a great, it says they were turning a great number of them away. And it wasn't Paul, it was God working through him. And so the, the thing that's so great about it says Paul persuaded and turned a great many people. The word persuaded there means he was engaging in dialogue. And as believers, sometimes we allow the uh, the offensiveness of our culture to keep us from engaging. And we have to remember, people who are walking in darkness can sometimes be um, offensive. Sure. They can sometimes <clears throat> be um, uh, clumsy. <laughs> and, you know, you would never get onto a blind man who trips over you. And even if it yeah. hurts you, you, you he's yeah. blind, right? Yeah. So uh, Paul went in there and was persuading these people. And uh, and Demetrius was really upset because he's thinking about the money. And so he leans into this idea that, well, hey, he's going to diminish our God. Well, if your God is not a God, then that God, when he stands up against the one true living God, and that's what I love about what Paul did. And the teaching thing, the, the takeaway for you and me is we don't have to degrade other gods. We just lift up Jesus. Mm-hmm. We lift yeah. him up and and we put him on display. And when people say, why are you doing that? Why do you respond that way? <laughs> then you be ready to give an answer for the hope that's inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's well, what so I love. I love that. That's why I love that First Peter two nine uh, verse. And, and I remember Doug, you, you. I don't know if you were teaching out of that verse or you were just referencing that verse. That 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 verse uh, clearly points out our identity mm-hmm. and our purpose in yeah, life. It does. What is God's will for you mm-hmm. that you would proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness and into light? You know, Doug, guilty, uh, guilty. I've been one of those guys who has seen those in darkness, and I've been persuaded to go the opposite direction, you know, to to say, well, the the right thing to do is to avoid those people. Mm -hmm. Well, praise God that somebody didn't avoid me when I was in darkness. And and no better opportunity than now, this season right now. This is one of the greatest times of year to be able to proclaim the excellencies by just asking people, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, this stuff starts with just a conversation, just like today I was at that Y and, 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 and it just sharing something that was going on in life. 
and looking for the opportunity. So often we get so caught up in the things around our world that are really have nothing to do with eternity that we, and we don't think, but it's just starting with something like in the everyday world, but bridging into a, a deep question like, well, what do you think about the Bible? Or what do you think about the birth of Jesus? Does it have any meaning for you? Oh, I don't really think about it. I just like the presence or I like the party or whatever. Really? Well, you know, don't those things kind of ultimately leave you empty in the long run? I mean, it's just guiding the yeah. conversation mm-hmm. to point out the reality that, that you know what, that idol that you're worshiping is going to leave you in chaos. It's going to leave you empty. Yeah. 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 I, I, I made a note here, and I know I'm going to be gone the rest of the week, and I know you're going. I'm bummed. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You, got you some, just got back. You man. got some good hosts coming in, but uh, I, I was I, I made some notes, and I'm not trying to get ahead of you here. But in light of what you're saying here, uh, we know it in verse 31. It says, and even some of the Azarachs, uh, is that how you say it? Asiarchs. Asiarchs. Asia, oh yeah, Asia arcs. Asia, who were friends of his, talking about. These are friends of Paul. Paul was a friend to sinners because Jesus was a friend yeah, of sinners. Yeah, these are Roman leaders. These are people that are liaisons to Rome. Right. These are not believers, but Paul, being a Roman citizen, probably had conversations with them because that's who Paul was. Mm-hmm. Paul was always looking for ways to reach out to those around him. Well, that that term... A great door has opened to me. You know, how many great, how many doors of opportunities are open to us? Mm. We just don't see them. We, we're not, we're not sensitive to how the Lord may be using, may be leading us in these areas of our life. Could yeah. be a neighbor, could be a family member, could be a coworker that God opens up those doors of opportunity not to go. Uh, run from these people but just the opposite that we would run toward them as as if they they needed saving they they need salvation yeah yesterday our um at church um our uh, pastor was teaching on psalm 145 and um i love it listen to this brad i i think it's just so helpful sometimes to just sing the psalms or or pray the psalms which one is it psalm 145 it says i will extol Mm. you my god and king and i will bless your name forever and ever every day i will bless you and i will praise your name forever and ever great is the lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. I just, I think of those words and I think of the great responsibility of stewardship we have to pass on the mighty works of God to our children our children's children, to those around us. It's not about passing on uh, how to be a successful businessman. That's important, but it's not as important as this. It's not passing on how to be a great baseball player. 
that may be important, but it's not important as this, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or passing on how to be a, a successful fill-in-the-blank. Yeah, yeah. The, the greatest gift any parent can give their child is the, the testimony yeah. of how great God is and why God deserves our allegiance and loyalty. Yeah. And, and that with a ha- that he has it, yeah. you know. Well, I, I think I was sharing with you uh, when I got back from Austin that as we look at the, the goodness of God, the grace and the mercy He extended, just just to Vicky and I, not, not to mention Graham, my grandson, God provided this surgeon to do this, you know, this operation that one day, not too in the not too near distant future, we're going to be sharing with Graham. The goodness of God, not not the goodness of the doctor, although, you know, thankful for him. He was just God's instrument to bring healing to Graham. But one day very soon, we'll be sharing that testimony with, with Graham and others. And I was thinking about where Paul tells Timothy, he says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit. Mm-hmm. That, that idea that thankful for generations past, who deposited in us by the Holy Spirit his word, you know, and and I think about the fact that are we passing that on to another generation, not just to our kids, Mm. but to those that God has opened the door of opportunity to us to make those deposits in people's lives. Yeah, and the, the, the issue of the word of the Lord, which is synonymous with the gospel to Luke, is that the word of the Lord brings shalom. Mm. Anything else brings chaos, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. And we know that from experience, you Amen. and I both do. And Amen. so that's why we proclaim what we do, and we love proclaiming it because we know that the Prince of Peace is the only one that brings true Amen. peace. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a wrap for today. We're glad you tuned in. Join us again tomorrow, or at least join Doug tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. And once again, we'll open God's Word and discuss the practical application of it. Until then continue to advance truth. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spirit.